0: Hi, this is Daniel Scribner here with a quick preview of our next book club episode, which comes out tomorrow. In it, I'm joined by Nicholas Cole, who is one of the most read writers on the internet. Over the past decade, he's written over 5,000 articles online and ghostwritten for over 300 founders, C-level executives, New York Times bestselling authors, Grammy-winning musicians, and more. Nicholas Cole is also the co-founder of Ship 30 for 30, which is one of the largest cohort-based writing courses online, as well as the author of numerous books, including his latest, Snow Leopard, How Legendary Writers Create a Category of One. Listen as we decode category creation, including why it matters, how to do it well and how it's done poorly, and where to start your search for your own category of one. This is an incredible conversation. Here is one of my favorite moments from it. Tune in tomorrow to listen to the full episode. I want to start off with one of the ideas uh, that seemed like it stood out to me because it seems like the genesis of if somebody hears that here's that title, you know, knows that it's about category creation. I think at least in my mind starts going into like, well, why? And one of the things you get into at the beginning of the book is competing with the same or trying to compete on the better access, which means you're just opening yourself up to massive competition because you're competing with other people that are doing very similar things. And so your only margin, your only advantage is to do it slightly better, which scales linearly takes an enormous amount of work versus competing differently and competing on differentiation. I think it's really powerful. Can you talk about
1: that idea a little bit and why that's so important? The simplest answer is, if I say, I'm going to be better than Hemingway, I'm going to be the next Hemingway. I'm going to do so much more than Hemingway. The only thing you're thinking about is that you should remember to go read Hemingway. right? All I'm doing is just reminding you that I am the next best alternative. I'm like Diet Coke. I'm not the real thing. right? And so- What most writers do is they root themselves in, okay, I wanna be a mystery writer. So I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna be the best mystery writer, or I wanna be a memoir writer, I'm gonna be the best memoir writer, right? But what they don't realize is they are unconsciously announcing to the world that I'm the same as everyone else, which means you have nothing sticky, you have nothing to hold on to. One of my favorite examples is, can't say I'm an avid reader of the category, but I think the example is amazing. Is romance? So if you come out and you're you go, I'm a romance writer, right? Well, there's a gazillion romance writers, but the moment you come out and say I'm a military romance writer, immediately the reader has to make a decision, right? They're like, ooh, do I want to read a love story about you know the guy who goes off to war and you know leaves his honey at home and right? It's all focused on military, right? Versus then another writer comes along and goes. I write vampire romance. Ooh, all right, whoa, now I got to decide. Do I want to watch vampires get it on, right? Like So the whole secret, it really isn't that complicated when you think about it. The whole secret is take the category. So if you're like, I love mysteries, take the category. And what is the different modifier word that goes before or after it? And if you don't have a different modifier word, you are not different. You, You are under the same illusion as everyone else which is if i'm good enough if i am better then i get the the award and you're not you're just you're just subjecting yourself to infinite competition
0: yeah super interesting. One of the things that obviously dawned on me, I think you touched on it a little bit in the book is I think I would guess that part of why everybody defaults to competing with better or trying to you know, competing against some alternative and saying, I'm, you know, I like this, I'm going to imitate it. I'm going to try to be better than them over time is because of fear, because obviously in being different, you're putting yourself out there and opening yourself up to massive fear of just what others will think, what others will say. Is that your takeaway
1: of why we're all so afraid? And if not, what is your takeaway of why people are afraid to be different? I mean, I think that, yeah, the deeply psychological reason is, you know, we all say we want to stand out, but really we all just desperately want to fit in. You know, that's, that's the deep psych answer. But I also think that especially through the entrepreneurial lens, how most people, whether you're a writer, whether you're an entrepreneur, you want to start a business, what you do is you look for where there already are a bunch of people. So you look at an existing category and you go, well, hey, there's tons of money being made in that category. Why don't I go in, do it better, and get my slice? But this fails. It's kind of like pretending that gravity doesn't exist. You're failing to realize that when you step into that category, someone had to create that where did that come from, right? It didn't just magically appear. Someone created the category that now has a bunch of abundance floating around in it. Okay. So you walk into the room and you go, I'm better. And everyone looks at you and goes, you didn't invent this party, right? This isn't your house. What are you talking about? And so it's this flawed mindset of thinking, oh, I'm reducing my risk and I am I can capitalize and I can be the fast follower. and Like, all of it is denying the fact that you are now are subjecting yourself to competition and signing yourself up for an uphill battle where you have to try and convince every person in that party to leave that house and to go back to the suburbs with you to go to your house party. That's going to be very <laughs> hard.